Hello, everyone, and welcome to another badass episode of Gravely Amusing, the only podcast that can still program their parents' VCR. They just don't want to. I'm your host, the man shout of the macabre, the host with the most cholesterol, your favorite horror podcast creator, Crying Brian Peters. Even though we're dropping a Halloween movie franchise special on Halloween, I still wanted to give you this episode. It's time for two things. A list of what I think are the 31 best movies you can watch the next few days for Halloween. And I'm going to tell you the story of when I met the demon. Yeah, it's it's time to tell you. So saddle up and prepare for some scary movies and a scary story. So let's start this list. This list is in no particular order. It's just what I feel is the best 31 films to watch at Halloween time. It's strictly my opinion. Some movies that you love might not be on this list. Some movies that you hate might be on this list. Regardless, it is what I feel is the best of the best for Halloween time. So most of these movies uh, take place during Halloween, and most of them are family films. I think that Halloween time shouldn't be all slashers and like gore filled movies. Uh, It should be a nice mixture of something spooky and fun for everybody in the family. So I particularly like movies that are just a little bit spooky and just kind of fun and just the spirit of Halloween, not necessarily uh, everybody dies movies. So, you know what I mean, Vern? So uh, starting off this list with a bang is The Nightmare Before Christmas. Now, most people put this as a Halloween movie and a Christmas movie. I think particularly it's 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 a good mixture of both. Uh, the movie actually takes place on November 1st. That's where the movie starts. It, it doesn't all take place on November 1st. Because, and if you don't think I'm right, um, the werewolf or the wolfman says, you know, or the mayor says 365 days till Halloween. And the Wolfman says 364. <laughs> so um, I really, well, I, I'm going to release on November 1st as to cap off Halloween weekend. I'm going to release a Tim Burton special uh, focusing on the nightmare before Christmas. It is his 30th anniversary. And I'm going to get into some Tim Burton movies and kind of the mind of Tim Burton. So that's going to be a new episode that will drop in a few days for you guys as we do a big Halloween weekend for you guys. Um, Nightmare Before Christmas, what what can I say? It, it's a classic. It's so good. It's uh, If you care about Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't, but some people do, it's 95% on the tomato meter because, you know, Tomato, Rod Tomatoes isn't rigged at all. It's a very highly rated movie. That's all that matters. Uh, if you don't know what this movie is about, if you've never seen it, uh, you really need to watch it. The film follows the misadventures of Jack Skeleton. He is a giant skeleton. And he lives in Halloween Town. Apparently, every holiday has its own town. It has its own world. And I would love to see a sequel or actually maybe like a little mini series of the show one day where they go into the other Halloween or the other Halloween, the other holiday towns. And we can see kind of what like 
the St. Patrick's Day looks like, Easter. I, I think that there's a whole world that uh, that could be explored. I think there's so much more. Or maybe we shouldn't touch a beloved classic and just leave it the way it is. Whatever. But uh, Jack Skelton is like the main howling guy of Halloween Town. He's their beloved pumpkin king, even though he has like no pumpkins whatsoever on his outfit. He's become bored with the same routine of frightening people in the real world. When Jack accidentally stumbles on Christmas Town, all bright colors and warm spirits, he gets a new lease on life and he plots to bring Christmas under his control by kidnapping Santa Claus and taking over the role. But Jack soon discovers that the best laid plans, they, they can go bad. Uh, this movie came out October 29th, 1993. October 29th, 1993. Oh my gosh, I feel old. Um, and it celebrates its 30th anniversary this year. It is from the mind. Well, Tim Burton uh, produced it. Uh, I will get more into like how it was made and stuff. But uh, it wasn't directed by Tim Burton. Most people think it was. It was actually directed by Henry Selleck and kind of the from the mind of Tim Burton. Uh, next on the list, we have the Remember, These are in no particular order. They're just what I think are the movies you really need to watch on Halloween is Hocus Pocus 1. Hocus Pocus 2 was, yeah, it was all right. Uh, there, I mean, there's some good parts in it, but nothing beats the original. I didn't like, what I didn't like about the sequel is I didn't like how the Sanderson sisters were kind of made into like sympathetic villains. In the first movie, they just wanted to eat children. Like in the second one, it was all about like, you know, how Winnie really actually cared about her sisters. And that's all good and, and like, okay. But like, I still want them to be evil. <laughs> like, I like villains just to be villains. But, you know, each his own. You can watch Hocus Pocus 2. I mean, it's not a horrible film at all. It's just uh, some things I would have did differently. But you can't beat the original. Uh, if you don't know what Hocus Pocus is about, it is a Disney film. It's, it's fine and fun for the whole family. And basically... The uh, story about three sisters who are witches, and they get hung at the stake, and they can only be resurrected if a virgin lights a candle, a certain candle, and some virgin dude lights a candle, resurrects the sisters, and the sisters like to uh, kind of absorb the souls of children to be able to stay immortal and and eternally young. Uh, It is celebrated... It's 30th anniversary, actually, on July 16th of this year. So it celebrates 30 years as well this year. So that's why I did those back-to-back. Got to check out that movie. If you haven't, um, you're really, really missing out. Next on the list, it's kind of a combo because one version of this came out in 1984, and the other version came out in 2012, like almost... uh, like 30 years later almost. But the original one of this in 1984 was if it might have been the first, no, maybe the second movie that Tim Burton directed. Yes, I said Tim Burton. Um was the original, it's just a short movie of Frank and Weenie. It's live action. The story of Frank and Weenie, it uh this one actually has Daniel Stern in it as Ben Frankenstein. Shelly Duvall is the mom, uh, Susan Frankenstein, 
and the main character played by Barrett Oliver, who was actually in never ending story as uh, Sebastian or Bastion. And he plays Victor Frankenstein. Uh, basically in both these adaptations, the live action, <laughs> the live action is pretty funny. Um, and the uh, animated one might be a little bit better. Uh, it's stop motion, you know, Tim Burton style. But basically what happens is young Victor Frankenstein is a science nerd. He's an outsider at school, but he only has one friend and his friend is Sparky the dog. When tragedy strikes and Sparky actually dies, Victor is heartbroken and his science teacher gives him the idea how to bring Sparky back to life. The experiment is successful. All goes well. But Victor's fellow students want to steal this secret and use it to resurrect other dead animals with monstrous consequences. That's it in the 2012 version. Um, this movie, that both of them are just, oh, they're just so fun. It's, it's just a good kid film. Uh, as you know, I absolutely love, 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 love uh, Tim Burton and Frankenstein. So you really, you really can't beat it. I, this, it's, 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 this is a good one. Highly recommend. Uh, next on the list here, I have written by someone you might know, uh, James Gunn. James Gunn and his brother, and uh, well, James Gunn. Um, it was not directed by James Gunn, but it was written by him. And it is the live-action Scooby-Doo. Uh, James Gunn wrote both of them. Uh, some of them don't rate them very high. I think the movies are so fun. It's nice seeing a, a live action Scooby Doo. Uh, the I even you know, I think the second one's okay too. The first one um, takes place basically. It's two years after Class of Egos by Mister Inc. Mister Inc. is done. Everybody's kind of gone their stupid their separate ways. And Scooby Doo and Fred, Daphne, Shaggy, Velma they come together because they're summoned to a spooky island to investigate a series of paranormal incidents. And the ultra hip spring break hotspot. Uh, the sequel, I think they're summoned to like a theme park island, or maybe it's a vacation island. Uh, I think they went on vacation or something. And someone's trying to bring them all together. And I won't spoil it for you. But uh, Scooby Doo is just fun mysteries, paranormal, spooky stuff. And it's written by James Gunn, who really is a heck of a writer. And it's just, it's just good, good fun. I highly recommend it. And it's got a really great cast. It's got Matthew Lillard as Shaggy in it. That's really all I need. I love Matthew Lillard. Um, you know, he's my favorite scream killer has too. It's just, it's just good, good, clean. It's, it's, it's good fun. It's rated PG. There are some like little kind of jokes that adults would get. And that's kind of what makes it better. It's, it's good for everybody. Uh, next on the list, I have a movie that's not, that's only two years old. Um, but my wife's like, we got to watch this movie and we watched it on Netflix and it is actually really good. Uh, the movie is called night books and it is about a kid named Alex who's a creative boy. He has a strong passion for writing scary stories, which is kind of like me. Uh, but when he's labeled weird and he's rejected for the things he likes, he says he'll never write again. Just then, an evil witch played by Christian Ritter, if you ever watched uh, Breaking Bad 
Uh, she's on there. Or Jessica Jones show. That's Kristen Ritter. And she captures him in this magical apartment in New York City. And this apartment kind of like travels around the world. And the witch demands that he tell her a scary story every night if he wants to stay alive. Trapped inside with him is another kid or is a cat named Lenore who kind of watches the every move of the kids and other kids that are locked in with them is a kid named Yasmin. Who's another prisoner who knows how to survive like the witch's whims and Yasmin and Alex work together to try to help, you know, escape the witch and get Alex to embrace the things he loves and who he is came out, uh, two days before my birthday on September 15th in 2021. It is a really, really great movie. Highly recommend it. Now, if you're looking to find out where any movies, these movies are streaming. I, if you download the app, it's called real good. It's R E E L G O O D. I, I, I apologize. I should have done the work for you. I'm so sorry. Um, but you can find out where anything is streaming. This 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 movie is I really really like this movie. It's now one of my new Hall, Halloween favorites. Uh, next on the list, I have Hotel Transylvania. Hotel Transylvania. The whole series is really good. I haven't seen the la- the last one that uh, Adam Sandler didn't do, but uh, it was on Amazon Prime and I, I missed it. I, I just purchased it digitally, so I'm going to definitely give it a watch. But what Hotel Transylvania is, basically, is um, it has all universal monsters in it. It's pretty sweet. But basically, monsters don't want to deal with humans. Um, they kind of wanted to live their own lives. And so to get away from humans and just to relax... They go to Count Dracula's Hotel Transylvania, which is a resort where they can be themselves without humans around to bother them. On one special weekend, though, Dracula invites his friends, the Visible Man, the Mummy, and everybody to uh, celebrate the 118th birthday of his daughter, who's uh, named Mavis. And she's voiced by Selena Gomez. Count Dracula is voiced by Adam Sandler. However, what? Uh, some human stumbles in on the hotel, even though it's supposed to be hidden, and he falls in love with Mavis. And Count Dracula has to basically hide the human from all his monster friends. <laughs> um, there are four movies in this franchise. I highly recommend them. They are so fun. And I am not 100% sure where they're streaming on, if anywhere. But um, please, please check them out. Uh, this movie, first movie came out in 2012, and uh, it's it really hasn't been any miss, unless the fourth one really was a miss. But it goes through like Universal Monster history, and uh, and just different. Mon- it's just it's it's fun. It's just it's so good. It's it's for the whole family. It's really good. I think there's even a TV series that they did. So highly recommend it. Uh, next on the list, I have a movie that I haven't watched a whole bunch, but uh, when I, but um, what I I do remember it quite well, um, and I really did like it. 
I, I think I think I don't watch it as much as because I think of other movies first in my Halloween watch list, and uh, and sometimes I forget about this one. Um, but it is it is it is a really good one. I just wa- I just watched it recently. Um, so this movie is Monster House. It came out in two thousand six, and it's about these three kids that believe that um, a house in their neighborhood is a, actually a living creature that wants to eat them. Halloween is close approaching, and the treer must find a way to destroy that house before innocent trick-or-treaters get eaten too. It's 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 pretty cool. It's got Steve Buscemi voice of somebody in there. That's all he really knows. It, it is it is quite good. I highly recommend it. Uh, next on the list is a movie that came out in 2012. And it is called Paranorman. Paranorman is an anime movie as well. It it's about a kid named Norman Babcock who has the ability to speak with the dead. Hence the cool nickname Paranorman. Uh, he prefers the company of the dead people to the living, because you know living people are annoying. <laughs> so Norman receives word from a strange uncle Pendergast. Uh, voiced by John Goodman, that century-old witch curse on their town is real. And it's about to come true, and that only Norman can stop it. So when zombies rise from their graves, the Norman must summon all his courage and compassion and push his paranormal abilities to the limit to save his townspeople. Um, the movie, the movie is pretty darn cool. It just, it just has cool imagery, and that's just a good name, Paranorman. It's just, it's just a good name. Uh, next on the list, I have Casper, starring Christina Ricci, uh, one of my childhood crushes, and uh, and uh, she's still a pretty pretty lady. Uh, Casper is based on the classic cartoon and comic from the back in the day. Uh, this movie came out in 1995. I was, yeah, I was nine years old, so I remember it fairly well. Uh, but the movie Casper is just a kind young ghost who peacefully haunts a mansion in Maine. Love Maine, love New England. Wish I could afford to move there. <laughs> um, when specialist James Harvey, played by Bill Pullman, arrives to communicate with Casper and his fellow spirits, he brings along his teenage daughter, Cat, played by Christina Ricci. Casper uh, quickly falls in love with Cat, but their budding relationship is complicated because he's a ghost but also by his troublemaking uncles that live in the house with them. Uh, this movie is just really cute, really fun Halloween movie. It's, it's just, it's just, it's got so much heart. And uh, I hope one day we can see Casper shine again. I really do. I really, really do. Uh, another movie on the list is a movie that's so highly rated and so fantastic one of the greatest movies ever made, hands down, is Steven Spielberg's 1982 film, E.T. How many of you knew that or remembered that this movie took place on Halloween? The iconic scene of uh, Elliot flying through the sky was on Halloween. So this movie, uh, uh, after a stranded alien on Earth, is discovered and befriended by a young boy named Elliot. Elliot. 
he brings the extraterrestrial into his home, and Elliot introduces uh, Pete to his family uh, and calls him E.T. Uh, and this uh, this had Drew Barrymore in it. I think it was one of her first movies. But the children decide to keep E.T. secret. Soon, however, E.T. falls ill and results in a government intervention and a dire situation for both Elliot and the alien. And E.T. just wants to get home. So it's a friendship between a boy and a lost alien just trying to get home. Uh, this is one of the greatest movies ever. I mean, it's freaking Steven Spielberg. I mean, what do you expect? Uh, this movie just... Uh, so good. So good. Uh, you gotta watch it. And uh, a lot of movies kind of rip off this movie because it's so good. So, uh, Next on the list is a movie that came out in 1991. If you know what I mean, Vern, it is Ernest Scares Stupid. <laughs> this movie is so campy. It's so silly. Uh, honest to God, I would love the character Ernest to come back and be played by John Cena. Uh, I think that that would just be wonderful. Or like the son of Ernest. I don't know. Um, it would... Uh, I, I miss Ernest. But um, uh, actor, comique actor named Jim Varney played this character Ernest. You know, there's Ernest Saves Christmas and there's Ernest Scares Stupid. So Ernest P. Worrell is working as a garbage man in a small town in Missouri. Despite the warnings of superstitious local old lady Hackmore, played by Eartha Kitt in one of her best roles ever, he accidentally unleashes a devious troll named Tranter. Or, yeah. Uh, it's a slimy creature that has been confined under a tree for 200 years. Trantor changes some kids into wooden dolls and turns Ernest's dog Rimshot into a log. <laughs> Rimshot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ernest then teams up with old lady Hackmore to get rid of the beast and bring the kids back to life. Uh, it it's it's really a it's really a cool movie. It's it's just fun. Uh, sometimes you just you just need to watch good movies, and uh, it's I mean it's not perfect, but it's just I mean it's just silly. You gotta know you gotta realize it for what it is. Uh, next on the list, I have another Christina Ritchie because it's you know she's the queen. Is the Adams Family, nineteen ninety version, or I'm sorry, nineteen ninety one, the Adams Family. So Adams Family live action had an amazing cast of Raul Julia, rest in peace, as Gomez, Angelica Hudson as Morticia. You had. Christopher Lloyd, one of the greatest of all time, is Uncle Fester. Christina Ritchie is Wednesday. I mean, this, it was great. It and its sequel, Absolutely Values, watch them both back to back. You will not be disappointed. It is just, it's so funny. It has just so, such a weirdness to it. Um, it's really great. In the first movie, uh, uh, Fester is missing. And a man claims to be Fester. The missing brother uh, Gomez shows up. The family is excited, but Morticia begins to suspect that the man's a fraud since he can't recall details of Fester's life. So, with the help of lawyer Tully, uh, their lo- lawyer Tully 
Uh, Fester manages to get the Adams clan evicted from their home, kind of takes over, and it's Gomez trying to get his brother back, trying to get his family back, and uh, and all that. It's 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 really good. Um, it's just it's good. The sequel has Joan Cusack in it, and Joan Cusack plays this black widow murdering woman that tries to marry Uncle Fester. Both movies focus on Fester. As they probably should, because you know it's Christopher Lloyd. Um, it's it, it's just uh, they're they're just they're so fun. I mean, till they don't take place fully during Halloween. Uh, there's there's some parts that are have Halloween things in it, but uh, they're they're just fun. It's just to get you in the spirit of Halloween. Uh, next on the list is Goosebumps live action movie. Came out in 2015. Stars Jack Black as R.L. Stein. Uh, as much as I love Jack Black, I thought that was just I thought it was kind of weird casting. But uh, basically, what happens in this movie? It, it does have a sequel that actually takes place on Halloween. It's called Goosebumps Two: Haunted Halloween. Um, the first one I think is just a little bit better than that one, but it's just me. But basically, it's up. Uh, this kid's upset about moving to the big city. From the big city to a small town, young Zach Cooper finds a silver lining when he meets this beautiful hot chick next door, and the teen is surprised to learn that her father is R.L. Stein, the famous author of the best-selling Goosebumps series. When Zach accidentally unleashes the monsters from the, the books, it's up to R.L. Stein, his daughter, and Cooper to return the beast back to the books where they belong. So books come to life, you know, spooky stuff. Um, it's a pretty cool movie and it was just fun seeing books that I grew up with and loved just, uh, being in a movie. Finally, uh, next on the list, there is a recent version of this with Anne Hathaway, which is pretty darn good. Uh, it really is. I'm a little partial to the original though, which is 1990s. Sorry. Angelica Houston. Of of witches or the witches. Uh, what the movie is about is while staying in a hotel in England with his grandmother, uh, young Luke spies on a convention there of witches. The Grand High Witch, played by Angelica Houston, reveals a plan to turn all children into mice through a magical formula. When they find that Luke has overheard this, the witches test the formula on him. Now, with the help of his grandma and the hotel manager, uh, Luke the Mouse must fight back against the witches. It is so fun. Uh, Jim Henson did the makeup on Angelica Houston and the other witches. Um, how the witches look are so creepy and just, uh, you, you'll never forget it. Uh, highly recommend. I say watching both, um, but the, the, the 1991 is, is a little bit better, in, in my opinion. Um, so next up on the list is a Pixar Disney movie that, uh, holds a little special place in my heart. My, uh, my nieces are half Puerto Rican. So this, this is just really, uh, this just really speaks. Um, it's, it's a really good film to watch with them. So, um, that movie of course is Coco. 
what the movie's about is despite his family's generation's old band on music, uh, young Miguel dreams of becoming an accomplished musician like his idol, Ernesto de la Cruz. Desperate to prove his talent, Miguel finds himself in the stunning and colorful, and colorful land of the dead. After meeting a charming trickster named Hector, the two new friends embark on an extraordinary journey to unlock the real story behind Miguel's history family. So it celebrates the Day of the Dead uh, in Latino culture. It uh, celebrates music. It, it is just it's just a wonderful family film um, full of a lot of heart. And it's it's a lot of these movies have heart. If if I love movies that have heart. Um it's just a great Pixar movie, one of the best, and um extremely highly rated. Just just a beautiful movie. Uh next on the list is a movie that I always wanted as a kid. Uh I think it kind of would have done a little bit better as a miniseries, but it is what it is. Um, when my list came out in 2019, my wife and I were really excited to see it, and and the movie was the movie wasn't too bad. I I, th- I thought <clears throat> I thought it could have been better, but it really wasn't that bad. And that is uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Um, in this movie, the shadow of the Bellows family has loomed large in the small town of Mill Valley for generations. It is in a mansion that young Sarah Bellows finds, uh, turns her tortured life and horrible secrets into a series of scary stories. These terrifying tales soon have a way of becoming all too real for a group of unexpected teens who stumble upon Sarah's spooky home. So basically it's like goosebumps just a little bit um a little bit for older kids. It's I mean it's PG you know it's PG thirteen. Um it pulls a lot of images from the classic books from when um when my wife and I were children. It uh it's 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 not bad, and it it makes you cringe a little bit because uh, some of the original stories were just so good that it's just it's it's good to see how that live action uh, finally finally happened. It's really cool. Uh, next on the list is the Steven Somberg's The Mummy franchise. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just Brendan Fraser's Mummy franchise, uh, mostly just the Mummy and the Mummy Returns. I I love these versions so much. Uh, they're so fun. It's you know Indiana Jones with a little bit of horror in it, uh, it and Brendan Fraser just blows it out of the water in these. They're they're the best version of the Mummy movies. If you listen to my other podcast on the Mummy. You know how much I love Steven Sommer's version. Uh, these movies are just so fun. And they definitely get in the spirit of Halloween and just just being able to laugh. Uh, highly, highly recommend them. Next on the list, uh, and these are in no particular order, but maybe they should have been. But this one is one of my all-time favorite movies, period. Um, this movie, this movie makes me love love universal movie horror movies probably even more excuse me and uh this one's a parody of one of the best ones it is of course director mel brooks's absolute masterpiece came out december 15th 1974 it is played with gene wilder in it it is young frankenstein 
Uh, this movie I will review eventually. Uh, this movie is uh, based on the movies, you know, Frankenstein, but more so Son of Frankenstein and Ghost of Frankenstein and Universal. It's it's basically the movie is about um, a respected medical lecturer, Doctor 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 Frederick Frankenstein, learns that he has inherited his infamous grandfather's estate in Transylvania. Arriving at the castle, Doctor Frankenstein soon begins to recreate his grandfather's experiments with the help of his servants Igor, Inga, and the fearsome Frau Bolsche. After he creates his own monster, uh, new complications ensue with the arrival of his fiance. Uh, this is it's Mel Brooks is his finest. It is so funny. It's so good. I I, I love this. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. You you, you gotta watch it. Uh, next on the list, uh, what do I have on next on this list? Okay, um, a movie that takes definitely takes place on uh, on Halloween is uh, a movie that's based on a beautiful comic book uh, by by I, I believe it's James O'Barr. Um, it's it's just it's 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 such a good story, but it is The Crow. Uh, movie was released in 1994. It is is a radar is definitely. Not a, a full family film, um, but the story of this movie is the night before his wedding, musician Eric Draven, played by Brand, Brandon Lee, who did pass away in the filming of this movie. Uh, he was the son of Bruce Lee, and uh, Eric and his fiance are brutally murdered by members of a violent inner city gang. And on the anniversary of their death, Eric rises from the grave and assumes the gothic mantle of the crow, a supernatural avenger. Tracking down the thugs responsible for the crimes and mercilessly murdering them, Eric eventually confronts the head gangster, Top Dollar, to complete his macabre mission. Um, basically, he he's a dude that gets risen from the dead from a crow and uh, gets to kill the people that killed him and his, and his fiance. Uh, it is also this movie... That inspired um, the wrestler Sting's makeup, the crow makeup, and the crow look. It uh, it all comes from this uh, fantastic movie. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, get a little drink of water here. Uh, much better. All right, now now we're going into a, a little weird here. Uh, this. This movie next on the list, uh, it's it's bonkers. It, this movie is absolutely bonkers, but but it is a very very good film. But it makes you think. It's 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 a, it's a weird one. But this movie came out in uh, two thousand one. It's a it's a cult classic. And it is Donnie Darko. Yes, Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko stars Jake Gyllenhaal. I think his sister Maggie's in there too. Uh, Drew Barrymore plays a teacher. And this movie, this movie is whack. 
So basically what this movie is about is uh, it's a, it's a funny and moving, funny and a moving movie, but it's about this disenchanted teenager that uh, survives a freak accident and begins to explore what it means to be alive and kind of be in love. He uncovers secrets of the universe. Uh, you know what? This description isn't pretty good. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so basically explain this movie is th- this kid. It, it involves time travel and kind of like black holes and parallel universes. But basically, this kid named Donnie Darko, um, he... He survives a freak accident. I, I believe it's like a jet engine that falls on his bed. Um, like, like he gets out of bed, and uh, and this thing this thing falls, and, and it should have killed him. Um, in the process, there is this mass bunny guy that's just kind of following him around, and we don't know why. And it's just like. It's this movie that is just so hard to explain that you just you just have to watch it and just watch. Don't ask too many questions. Just watch it. I, I don't know how else to explain it, but it is it's a weird one, but it's just so smart how it all ties together to tell this crazy, crazy story. So Donnie Darko, go check it out. And get back at me and tell me if you liked it or not. Um, next on the list is Trick or Treat. Uh, Trick or Treat is definitely not a kids movie. It is definitely a uh, an adult movie. Uh, it's got you know nudity, sexuality, you know everything a grown boy needs. Uh, this movie was released in 2024. It's kind of an anthology movie because it has so many different stories woven into uh, One Night of Halloween. So many different things going on. But it's interwoven stories that demonstrate that some traditions are best uh, not forgotten. As the residents of a small town face real ghosts, real goblins, uh, werewolves are in it, murderers. It's 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 just... It's just all these different stories of Halloween night woven together and there's spooky stories and it's, it, it it's, it's a good one. <laughs> it's, it's uh it, it has like everything you, you would want in different Halloween movies, all women into one. Like you have a slasher kind of in it. Uh, you have ghost stories. You have just little, little spook stuff. It is, is pretty good and it's better than listening to an old man yawn. <laughs> but I'm a hardworking man. What can I say? So check out Trick or Treat. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Uh, next on the list is another family film, Halloween Town. How how cool was this movie on the Disney Channel back in the day? Uh, this is still streaming on Disney Plus. Is one of classics. It is crazy. It's about a girl that finds out that she's a witch. And her grandma's a witch. And there's this whole other world that is Halloween Town. And it has all these spooks and monsters and ghosts and goblins that live in this parallel world. And that's where her grandma lives. And there's like this weird mare that's like this weird mare that's 
like like a wizard and um everybody there is halloweeny and it's where i want to live and and uh my wife uh my wife has her 40th birthday next year and for for the 40th birthday she wants to go to halloween town in oregon and she wants me to take her to the town of twilight in washington so that's what we're going to do <laughs> so because uh, we love Halloween stuff. Even though her birthday's in August, uh, I'm going to do something really nice in August for her. And then we're going to take this this trip in Halloween time. So we're, we're really excited. So uh, Halloween time, I mean, what more can I say? It, it's a must watch. You, 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 you have to watch it. Uh, I don't even remember what year that movie came out, but it was it was in the 90s. So there you go. Um. Next on the list is uh, one of the other greatest Tim Burton movies of all time. Came out in 1988. It is the movie that probably gave uh, Michael Keaton the role of Batman. It's, of course, Beetlejuice. Uh, this movie, this movie is this this movie is uh, there, there's a lot of things in this movie. Whereas as an adult, I'm watching it. And I'm like, oh my gosh! Like Beetlejuice went into a freaking whorehouse, like, and in the other and the unedited version, like he says like the f word, and there are parts in this movie that really scare me, like when they're walking through the hallway, um, in the netherworld or whatever, and they open this door and all these ghosts float up, like the janitor shows them or something. Um, there are parts in this movie that are really scary, like to me, but. It's 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 the best ghost movie there is. Uh, if you if you if you've never watched this movie, you're missing out on Tim Burton masterpiece. And Michael Keaton is so good in it, and and Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis, it's it and Catherine O'Hara of course. And day, me say day. Um, this movie's just it's so fun. Uh, and yeah, you you gotta watch Beetlejuice for gosh sakes. Um, now to give you the final three, which I put as the tippy top, tippy top of movies to watch during Halloween time. Um, now honorable mentions that I would like to say that, uh, are good to watch during Halloween time. Now, uh, these are TV specials, so they can be considered kind of a movie. But uh, they were TV specials, so um, I guess maybe not considered a full movie. But the are these are included: uh, the Adventures of of Ichabod and Mister Toad, mostly just the Headless Horseman one with Bing Crosby. Uh, the Adventures of of Ichabod tells the classic Headless Horseman story, which is its true Halloween story, uh, with the Headless Horseman and Sleepy Hollow. It has a voice of Big Crosby. It pulls directly from the book, like pretty much almost word for word. In some cases, the the, the three songs are great. You can't reason with the headless man. The animation is fantastic. It's it, it's definitely something to watch with the family and the kids. It's it's the last thirty minutes of, of the special on uh, on Disney Plus. I mean, it's it's worth it. It's 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 just it's good. Um, next honorable mention 
is one that came up in recent years, but my wife and I freaking love it because it's just how how fresh it is. It feels as a Halloween special. And that's a David S. Pumpkin special brought to you by SNL and starring Tom Hanks. So if you don't know who David S. Pumpkins is, a few years ago, uh, Saturday Night Live or SNL on NBC, they did a Halloween skit called The Haunted Elevator. And basically the joke is that the budget of the Halloween park is so low that they made up this character. And uh, like some floors have like the, the girl from the ring and like someone with a chainsaw. <laughs> but they open this floor and there's this dude in this pumpkin suit played by, you know, Tom Hanks and coming by two skeletons. And they're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm David S. Pumpkins, man. And I'm going to scare the hell out of you. And they're like, uh, what's so scary about you? Uh, and what are these skeletons about? And the skeletons are like, we're part of it. And they just do this weird dance. It's like, I, know, I can't repeat it. But it's it's so funny. Um and then Tom Hanks just like shows up randomly in the elevator, just scaring them. Um, it's it's just it, it's it's good writing. It's funny. Um, but SNL a few years after this, because Steve S. Pumpkins was so popular, they created this animated uh, special where basically David S. Pumpkins is like the new spirit of Halloween and helps this kid um, on trick on Halloween deal with these bullies and like I don't know it could be the new Halloween thing but uh they need to keep at it they, they really do and, and bring it back there's that I apologize and then the Coupe de Gras the Coupe de Gras for doing for TV specials for Halloween is of course Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin. I mean, come on, man! You th- think I was going to mention this? You got to do Charlie Brown and the Great Pumpkin, uh, or it's a Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. My my wife has a Charlie Brown Great Pumpkin shirt and purse from Loungefly. It's so it's so cool. She just she just all smiles because she loves Halloween and stuff. I mean, we both do. Um, but the Great Pumpkin basically Linus Charlie Brown's friend believes that if he stays in the pumpkin patch that the great pumpkin will come it's like the spirit of halloween and uh and it's just it's 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 just so classic and iconic i don't know how else to put it if you haven't watched this special i don't know what you're doing with your life or you must be really young you really missed out on something special so watch that so those are the honorable mentions of tv specials all right the final three here with the last one being the absolute best of the best for Halloween time for everybody. Okay. So um, this one, this one is one of my all time favorite movies of all time. It's uh, this and young Frankenstein is what made me fall in love with universal monsters all across the board. Um, This, this one is just, is just so good. Um, I don't think I missed any movies on my list, did I? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I did. I did miss some movies on my list. Um, to give you thirty-one, I apologize. Um, so before I get to this one, I'm sorry. Um, 
during Halloween time, my wife and I always debate this. I say that they're Halloween movies because just the spirit of everything. My wife says, no, they're fall movies. You can watch them between September, October, November, and December. They fall in the whole category. I'm like, okay, but like you can, you can start them in September or Halloween, whatever. So there's a debate and the Peters family, whether these are Halloween movies, I say that they're, uh, because they're fall movies. So she wins the argument because you know, that's how it is. Um, that they could be played during Halloween. And that of course is the Harry Potter franchise. Um, Harry Potter goes to Hogwarts in September. Uh, and it takes place. These movies all take place during a couple months of the fall and winter. It, 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 Harry, it's Harry Potter time. Like, I don't, I don't care. It's Harry Potter time. <laughs> uh, other movies to include on there are uh, universal classics from the thirties and forties. Uh, Frankenstein, Dracula, and the Wolfman. They're they're the best of the best of the Universal monsters. Uh, they're they're not they're not so not that scary that children will be really freaked out. Um, they're they're really good. So recommend those. I mean, I did a whole season of Greatly Amusing based on those and and episodes. They're they're, they're really the best of the best. So the last three. Uh, speaking of Universal Monsters, this movie in 1987 came out in 1987. I was just under one years old when this came out. This movie made me absolutely fall in love with horror comedies. This movie, I would say, is responsible for this podcast being created and me being a Halloween lover. And that is The Monster Squad. If you don't know what The Monster Squad is, Basically, it's a movie about a group of kids that just love monsters. Uh, Dracula, Wolfman, the mummy, uh, Frankenstein, uh, everything. They love movie monsters. They have a whole club uh, led by a kid named Sean. Now, what happens is Dracula, the Wolfman, Frankenstein, the mummy, the Gill Man, the creature from the Black Lagoon, uh, they all come back and uh, from their you know monster dimension or whatever and they're searching for this amulet that will let them open up the doorway uh, to this dimension and basically rule the world that's Dracula is leading this so it's Sean and his people versus Dracula and uh, and his team uh, it is is really good it's funny it's where that iconic line Wolfman's got nards comes from um the movie's freaking awesome uh, it's it's yeah i love it uh there is a little bit more a little bit like higher like older uh older teenage like like kind of like older preteen teenager uh humor in this movie but uh all in all i i think it's really fun and uh and i think you should definitely check it out so monster squad check it out uh, second on the list is the movie that is definitely not for kids. The whole franchise is based on it. On Halloween Day, we would drop the podcast. It's a two-parter. Uh, it covers the whole dang franchise. 45th anniversary coming this year. And it is, of course, John Carpenter's Halloween. Uh, if you're 
going to watch one movie on Halloween that's a slasher, it's going to be this one, of course, because it's Halloween. It's called Halloween. Like, you know, it's the night he came home. Uh, Michael Myers is my favorite slasher character. Uh, I, I just think he's absolutely terrifying. And I will get into a little bit about him in, in a second. Um, but you got to watch Halloween, man. You got to watch Halloween. And I highly recommend the 2018 version of Halloween. And uh, and those versions, Halloween H2O is really good. But uh, we'll talk more Halloween on the Halloween special. Now, the D, now this movie does not take place during Halloween, this last one, which this movie is my favorite movie of all time. Love this movie. <laughs> Just love, love, love it. Um, but it doesn't take place during Halloween, so you get me there. But it symbolizes all the greatest things about the Halloween spirit and Halloween season. And that is, of course, Ghostbusters with Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Hilary Ramis, Eddie Hudson, Rick Moranis, Sigourney Weaver, directed by Evan Reitman. Um, you can't get better than this. I mean, mass hysteria, dogs and cats living together. <laughs> And if anybody asks you if you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> um, this movie is oh, it's just so funny. It's about these group of scientists who are friends who lose their position, they lose their jobs at teaching at university, and they decide to go into business to ghost hunt after they discover ghosts in New York Library. So it started an iconic franchise. It, I, it's pretty much responsible. Came out in 1984. It's pretty much responsible for any type of horror comedy franchise out there. Um, it it made me fall in love with movies and just just how cool they could be. And and spooky season, like all my friends get me Ghostbuster stuff. I just. I, Peter Bankman is one of my favorite characters of all time in cinema and just anywhere. Uh, I pretty much am Peter Bankman. I, I just uh, love this movie. So iconic. Uh, and Ghostbusters Afterlife was a heck of a sequel to, to, to show respect uh, to late Harold Ramis. Um, yeah, it's just it's just so good. So there is your list of 31 movies, and uh, I hope you have a wonderful Halloween season. But before I let you go, and the trailer for Gravely Amusing, uh, I told, I said that what started my whole journey and wanting to know about horror and wanting to know, uh, wanting to understand it and wanting to understand monsters and scary stuff, was I was visited by a demon as a child. So this is what happened. And these are the experiences that I've had in my life since then. So when when I was born, um, a few months later, my dad left. And uh, I grew up without a father. Um, my, I, my mom eventually remarried her boyfriend of like 20-something years. Uh, so he, her boyfriend was there this night, um, but he wasn't like my stepdad then. And he, uh, 
he hasn't been a father figure to me since I was a kid, but that's a whole other story that, that, that you don't really need, 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 you know, you you probably don't care about. (laughs) So anywho, um, so after my dad left, my mom, like from when I was a baby to the age of seven, she took us to church and, uh, and got us incorporated. I think it was like a Pentecostal church. Um, she, but church is, is still very important to my mom um, and, and my stepdad. And probably why I got involved in the church, uh, probably too. And I'm not involved with the church right now because um, people suck. But when I was seven years old, so, so from when I was a kid to seven, I was always in the church. And when I was seven, my mom... Um, well, not my mom directly, but when I was seven, our pastor cheated on his wife with like the church secretary. So it's because if anything gets down, gets pastors and rips churches apart, it's either they're stealing money or, or it's a sexual thing. It's, it's, it's always usually one of those two, uh, sex or, or money involved. So he cheated on his wife. So um, my mom's like, we're not going to go to that church anymore. Well, we will, we'll find another church somehow. Um, uh, well, actually, I think she, yeah, I think she kind of like gave up on church there for a long time because, you know, this was, it was supposed to be church. It was supposed to be a place that was full of good people. And, uh, in my mom's, you know, eyes. And so we stopped going to church. And so one night, a little bit after that, um, my mom and her boyfriend, Tony, who is now my stepdad. So I'll just say my stepdad, my mom's name is Brenda. So, or Brenda Lee, I'm sorry. So my mom, uh, my sister had already gone to bed. I have older sister named Angie who, uh, we, we don't have a good relationship. Um, but Angie's already in bed and my mom and Tony are watching TV and I go to bed and I kiss my mom goodnight. And she says, you know, um, she, my mom would always say to me as a kid, you know, sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. And then, you know, I had hugged Tony goodnight too. And, and, uh, this night I went to bed and, now, how my we lived in, in the projects uh, out out in a town outside of Pittsburgh called Greensburg, Pennsylvania, and um, we we lived in the projects of that town. Uh, we were very poor uh, during this time. My mom was going back to school to try to be a medical secretary. Uh, I didn't really see my mom a lot, and she was cleaning houses kind of during the day, trying to get any money she could, and then uh, at night she would go to school. So. She had just come back from school that night to to uh, kiss me goodnight, and uh, my mom was so hardworking. So I apologize. I'm getting to the point. <laughs> so, but uh, so belief in the Peters household or uh, was at a very low low. So I go to bed that night. I kiss my mom goodnight. Go to my room. And my room was my room was pretty small, um, but I had like a bookcase. 
like it, it, it's it's a very rectangle room i had basically you open the door and on the left was like a slide closet and then a bit of then my dresser and a bit of a wall and then fa- facing front as you enter the room was um, a big window to see outside and then on the right side of that window was a bookcase and then i think i had my bike in there and then my bed and then under the window was like uh i think tony yeah tony tony got me a tv because he was trying to win you know win my favor and make, make me like him as my mom's boyfriend so that's the layout of my room so it's it's, it's pretty small so immediately on the right from the door was my bed and I climb into bed and um and then I put yeah, I climb into bed and I'm sitting up. I just got in, I just got into the bed and I was I was definitely still awake because I was sitting up in bed and I think I was uh I think I was checking my goosebump books on my bed because like I had a stack of goosebump books there. And uh, I had a bed that had like a bookshelf built into it behind on the on the headboard. So I think I adjusted some of my books there, or maybe I thought about reading one. But I sat down, and like I'm still sitting up, and I'm just about to lay down. And then in the left corner of my room, to the left of the window, just between my dresser and the window, this red light starts coming and it, like so it started as just like a light red and like 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 could almost be a street light but it started getting brighter and it's just red light and then in the middle of the red light was the shadow that started forming and it like it was becoming almost like a a a muscular like like half half man half almost like almost kind of like a minotaur type thing but it was it was it was not like that it it's it basically it all it was like it was like a creature was trying to give a human like appearance but it couldn't find the strength or the know-how to form itself into a man. And it just was moving around, like trying to make this form. And I was terrified. I'm like, what the hell is this? Because the shadow was so huge. And 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 and, and the red was shining around the shadow. So I pull the blankets over me. And this thing starts taking more of a humanoid shape. But it was it was very large. Like I I don't know how to describe the shadow other than kind of like Bill and Ted's uh, bogus journeys, like view of the devil. But it was a, almost also like 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 beasts from Beauty and the Beast. Like it it had a tail. It had like hooves, almost like Krampus. I, the and I I don't know how to explain the shadow without someone drawing it, but it's it had horns and it had muscles and arms like a human, but it was it was some weird man beast. But anywho, 
this light intensifies and it shines through my blanket, almost blinding. And I'm so terrified. I don't know what's going on and I can't speak. It's like it shut off my ability to speak. I couldn't yell for my mom. I couldn't do anything. Like I was paralyzed. I I, I couldn't move. I was frozen in this in this trance fear-like state. And all of a sudden, I'm lifted in the air uh, with my blanket on the top of me. And I start rotating and spinning, spinning in the room. And all I can see, and, and if the blanket doesn't fall off me, I, I, I don't know why, but I just start spinning just around in circles. And I'm seeing this red light, this shadow just come around me around my face almost you know like like a tornado motion and this thing starts talking to me and in some language i just don't understand i don't know what it was saying but it was like 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 that weird stereotypical demonic type voice but it said things in a different language it wasn't just random like oh la 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 like job the hut stuff it said something and i know that if i heard it again i know i know what it was but then it said things in english and it said it says if you do that i will take you with me and i yeah so and then and and as I was spinning, it felt like I was in something's arms, and it was spinning me. Like I didn't feel, I didn't feel like I was just floating in the air, weightless. I felt like I was being held, and 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 and, and spin around, almost like he was doing. He was lifting me with his like his mind, but it's, it was so powerful that it was carrying me too. And. And then after he says that, the red light goes out, and I'm sitting, uh, I'm sitting on my bed again, but the blanket's off me, and this thing's gone. And then eventually, and then, and then I'm able to speak, and I just yell "mom" really loud, and I burst out of my room, and I'm freaking out. I'm like, "Mom." Mom, I, I saw the devil. I know how to explain it. I, I know what it was. And um, I think she was, I think, you know, she, she, she was probably smooching with, you know, smooching with her boyfriend, you know, um, smooching with Tony. But my mom shrugged it off. She said I was just having a nightmare. I was like, Mom, I was in there for like two minutes i can't fall asleep in two minutes mom she's like brian you went to bed like like an hour ago i'm like well then he was talking to me for an hour mom and she didn't believe me and she wouldn't listen to me so tony is a very big horror fanatic a very big horror friend uh fan tony likes Tony likes slashers and horror movies and Tony loves Jason Voorhees and, and old classic horror. And that's probably why I got into it a little bit too, but Tony loved 
loved uh, the Halloween franchise and he loved Jason and he had them all in VHS. So Tony would watch these frequently uh, a little while, while, you know, this happened or I'm sorry, a little bit after this happened. And, um, and I was definitely afraid of Michael Myers, like the no eyes, the white mask. I was terrified. And I kept wondering as months went on, if this demon would come back for me and yeah. So the only one that believed me was when, like when I could talk to him was my dad. My dad believed me that I saw what I saw. So, but for for the next couple months, some weird things kept happening in that room. And I would be watching something on my TV. So, or better yet. So it's like, say, so like it would happen when I was watching TV and it would happen also when I was playing a video game, um, in the middle of the day. And one time my sister was there so she can attest to it if she ever wanted to. But in the middle of the day, like I'd be, we'd be playing a video game and my TV would just turn channels and play play the movie Halloween with Michael Myers. It would just go and play that. And I was terrified of it at the time. So like, what the hell? And it would always be mostly a scene where Michael was chasing Lori. And it would just play on my TV. It would just change to it. And it wasn't... And like it wasn't even Halloween time where this movie would be on TV. And usually when I was a kid, it would be on USA. But it would just turn in the movie. I didn't have a like I didn't have a movie in the VCR. It just, it would just do it during the day. And when it when my mom would come check it out, like my mom would be like, Well, you're watching it on TV. And I'd be like, Mom, check the TV guide. It's not even listed there. And like, and my mom didn't do it, but then my, her boyfriend did and pulled up on the TV guide and was like, um, well, it's not playing today, but uh, it's playing on your TV. I don't get it. They would just shrug it off. But also when I was a kid, like a very late at night, the, the TV would go into like different colors, like the, the red or the pink white and cyan like lines and stuff or they would just go to static and in the middle of the night my tv would just turn on to, to static after i turned it off or it would go and play michael myers movies and it just it wouldn't end and even though my parents saw it they did they just they just thought that uh, i don't know they, i don't know what they thought <sighs> But, you know, parents, whatever. Like, how could this TV turn on to a movie that isn't even supposed to be playing? You know, whatever. So then from the age like 8 to 12, I would have a recurring nightmare at least twice a week where... And it was so real. It's, it's one of those... I don't know what they're called, those, those nightmares. But 
basically it, it felt real. And I would get up out of my bed and like, like, like it was real and I had to go to the bathroom and I would open up my bedroom door in, my, in an apartment. My bedroom door was like in the middle of the hallway and I would have to make a right to go towards the bathroom, which was right next to my sister's room. And to the left would be my mom's room and straight ahead would be the living room. I would open this door and sometimes Michael would be standing right there and would just stab me in the gut. And then I would wake up. Sometimes I would walk towards the bathroom and that's when I really, and it was just pitch black in our apartment except the light and I was in the bathroom. And, um, and it felt real because I didn't see anything, you know, and I'm walking towards the bathroom and then I would actually go to the bathroom in the stream, almost like, like, like it was real life. Turn the light on normal, go to the bathroom, wash my hands, turn the light off and then open that door again. There's Michael and he stabs me in the gut. <sighs> and that went on all the time through my childhood. Like this, whatever attached to me, whatever was in my room, wouldn't leave me alone and kept showing me all my fears. And in, in, in the, in the, in the sight of Michael. So my dad, I think it was somewhere around when I was 12, my dad, um, finally showed up and he brought his girlfriend at the time that was like into new age stuff and like tarot and like stuff that I still don't totally understand, but, um, you know, if they speak to spirits, you know, whatever. Um, but he brought her and she said something like, and they went in my room and she said something like, you know, there is something here. There is an entity that is in this room that is that once Brian, um, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so my dad was very much into native American culture. So my dad brought like my dad believed me in this is only thing he ever believed me in uh, other than believing I was an idiot and worthless. But for some reason he was interested in this. Maybe my dad summoned this demon who knows, but my dad brought a native American shaman, uh, that friend of his from the actual uh, Mohawk tribe. And this guy comes in my room and my mom was all like, yeah, sure. Whatever. I guess she was just glad that my dad was there to spend time with me, quote unquote. And the shaman brought Sage and he walked around my room and like just purified it with Sage. And then my dad called in uh i think my dad called in like a priest along with the medicine man and they basically tried to like i don't i wasn't allowed in the room but i could like hear some things we were saying and like they try to like exercise my room and get this thing out of there because some reason it was in my room my sister never had problems my mom didn't whatever but in my room something was there attached to like me and the, the medicine man then did some type of ritual with sage over my body to try to like purify it and 
rid these spirits and uh it's it it it, it was interesting and but from 12 for many years i didn't see anything ever again until i was about well at 14 i found god and i started working for the the church and i became christian so um during that time you know um and um things got better uh, me seeing these visions and and these nightmares and whatever but one time i was sitting in a parking lot and something was watching me out of a nearby window i think like my mom was at the post office and there was this old houses nearby and outside of the old house was always was somebody watching me through the window oh, it didn't look like michael but they did they didn't look like they had like eyes so so when i became an adult and and stuff i still always felt like something's watching me like i can't go to sleep with the door shut i still feel like something's there and like if my wife falls asleep on the couch um my wife tends to fall asleep pretty quick but if she falls asleep on the couch or she's not in the room with me um i actually feel like something's watching me um i still feel it to this day it's not as bad as it was years ago um lately i've been doing pretty good but i still feel like something's there and something's after me and i don't know where it is i don't know who it is i don't know what it wants but i still feel like it's there and it all started when i was seven so 30 years ago so and i've been i've worked for the church many years i don't i don't anymore um i've been prayed over i've been blessed and stuff and uh i haven't i haven't had nightmares in many 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 years well i had a really bad nightmare a few weeks ago but you know that's that that it's not like they were before but i do still feel like something something wants me so that's my story <laughs> um and that's why i am obsessed with uh demonology and occult stuff and horror movies uh, I obviously overcome my fear of Michael Myers because I turned it to researching about it and slashers and horror stuff. When once I started researching and learning more about it and occult stuff and and demonology and and monsters and myth, it made it easier to be able to handle it. Even though I still feel something's watching me. So. Uh, share with me the, the scary stuff that you have in your life. Uh, you know, that's what greatly amusing is about is, you know, it's greatly amusing. That means it's barely funny. <laughs> so, and that's, that's me making jokes that aren't really funny. Um, share your stories with me. If you have a, a ghost story or you think someone's watching you, uh, you know, message me on X at gravely underscore underscore amusing. You find us on our Facebook page at Greatly Amusing. 
You can email me at gravelyamusing at gmail. I'm also on Instagram, gravelyamusing. Um, yeah, find me. Let's talk about it. But uh, that's why the Halloween movie list is mostly family friendly. Uh, like, I will not watch The Exorcist. I can't do it. But uh, that's why that's why I like the spooky stuff. So just trying to understand it. So thank you, everybody, guys. I hope you have a wonderful Halloween weekend. Uh, we got the Halloween special coming up, talking about Michael Myers, my arch foe, at personification of my fears. We're talking about that in a couple of days. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. No, I'm Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare Before Christmas. And uh, and the Tim Burton special is coming up soon, too. And the season finale of Gravely Musing will be coming out uh, the Friday before thanksgiving as i take a break for the holidays and, and see you guys later uh bp and the finch still coming out as we just dropped the uh the batman heroes were spider-man heroes episode last week so we got a couple more episodes coming out this year focusing on loki the marbles and of course aquaman so check me on my other podcast bp and the finch and i hope this thrilled you i hope it horrified you but nonetheless, I hope my demon story and this list left you gravely amused. Good night, everybody, and happy Halloween.